Hello and welcome to Tavern Chat, the uh, daily cast with your bartender from the OSR, Herb Tenkar. So, I actually prepped this one. I, this doesn't happen much, right? Here's the deal. Uh, this summer, probably later in the summer than earlier, I will be crossing my fingers, um, running a campaign for my old gaming group. When I say old, I'm talking about my high school and college group that lasted until uh, end of February, beginning of March of 97. So, there are basically, and, and there, there, there are certainly variations to what I'm going to talk about, but there are, for the most part, four, in my opinion, general campaign styles. And I actually I actually wrote this down. So hold, hold on a crap. I want to get this in the right order. Um, Adventure Path. And before Peter goes, oh, Pinezo, that's their fucking Pathfinder shit. Listen, we've had we've had Adventure Path since at least AD&D. Right? What was against the Giants? What was A1 to 4, which I'm going to talk about in a second? Okay. Episodic. Now, episodic is how I ran games when I was younger, where, generally speaking, session to session, adventure to adventure, really had nothing to do with the prior one. You kicked things off and went off, and the session ended, and it ended, and you kicked things off and went off, kind of like... Uh, like, I guess like, like Magnum P.I. was back in the day, right? Before these dramas had continuing storylines. Maybe had a multi-parter, but it wrapped up, and then the same characters kicked off a new adventure. So, Mega Dungeon. We all know what a Mega Dungeon is, but we don't agree on what it is. Um, to me, a Mega Dungeon is anything where your characters can complete a campaign in. So I would actually put and I've had this argument with others. I would put uh, T1 to 4 as a mega dungeon. And others are like, well, but no, it's not limited. You can finish T1 to 4. You're right. But you're, in my opinion, you're going to finish that, and then you're going to go on to, what, the G series? You know, or the A series you're probably already too powerful for. Or you might just wrap up the campaign. It's a perfect campaign wrap. It has a beginning and an end. So that is an idea. The other one's a hex crawl. And uh, I've run a hex crawl. Didn't run it well. I didn't prep for it well. I didn't stand it well. I gave too many choices and I had no focus whatsoever uh, running it. So I'm going to go over the first part the adventure path. I'm gonna, I, by the way, I'm going to get my, my players, uh, get feedback from my, my players before I run this, see what they're looking for. And these are just examples. Doesn't mean this is what I'm going to use. But uh, against the slavers, and this is A0 through A4. So this is the, uh, the reprint plus A0, which is kind of like an introduction, designed for levels 1 through 3, trying to make this a self-contained adventure path. I figured I'd bring it up as an example. Now, the, event, the advantage of the adventure path is that at the end there's minimal prep, right? You know where your players are going to go. The disadvantage of an adventure path is your players don't have much freedom. 
if they stray off that path, they fuck you up as a GM, right? Their freedom uh, screws with, dare I say it? Holy shit. The, the predetermined storyline. I mean, I think the worst adventure path was the Dragonland series. Oh, my God. But you, things had to happen or else nothing happened. So, therefore, no matter what happened, certain things happened. By the way, Hop Tea, they're, they're not a sponsor. We don't have a sponsor. Uh, I'm talking with Mike about maybe getting a sponsor for Talking Crit. But uh, if we do, it would be for charity. So, But... If you like to taste the beer and or tea and uh, want something that's non-alcoholic and no carbs, good choice. <coughs> so, now, episodic. I'm showing Dungeon Crawl Classics. And I brought up uh, Tomb of the Savage King. I think it's a... Oh, jeez, it's all lightning through my window. Nice little streak. Um, I thought it was a pretty decent... Uh, level one adventure for Dungeon Core Classics. Now, why am I bringing up DCC when I'm going to be probably running uh, Swords of Wizardry, pulling a lot of stuff, likely uh, from Basic Fantasy RPG and other sources? Because if I do episodic, I think some of the best episodic adventures out there are for the DCC RPG, or, or even the classic ones written for the DCC line of third edition releases. And they are very easy to convert to Swords and Wizardry or OSR style setting. Again, they're excellent standalone adventures. As long as you are working with a group that isn't worried too much about how we got from point A to point B, just kick it off. And they're, if they're willing to, to run with that style, if they're not looking for... Um, I hate to say it, there's a campaign that has meaning. Each adventure may have meaning, but there's very tenuous links from adventure to adventure for the most part when you're talking episodic. So, moving on from that, I'm going to bring up Black Marsh. Now, Black Marsh, Rob Conley. This is one of the finest releases ever for the OSR. Ever. Ever. And can I say this again? I'll put quotation marks so you guys can see. Ever. All right? And I don't know if you can see this on your screen. The price of the PDF is free. Free as in air. Free as in if you are an old school gamer at heart, old school gamer in, in actuality, and you don't have a copy of this in PDF at least, you're out of your mind. Soft cover is $6.99. Again, again, this is probably easily the one of a top three release in the OTR, if not the top release. And it has 82 ratings. It's got a nearly five star. <coughs> let's let, let's see what its average is. Four and a half. Um, I, I don't know how anybody gave this thing, uh, two stars. Nobody gave it one, but I mean, this is. It's spot on. So here's with with this you can run a hex crawl. Hex crawl. Some people say call it a sandbox. I, I think a hex crawl and a sandbox are a bit different. Um, hex crawl is about exploration. A sandbox is about choices. Right? You can you know 
they they both play out in some similar ways, but as Hex Crawl goes, Black Marsh is amazing. I don't know if my players want to put the effort into doing a hex crawl. Again, my first hex crawl, I fucked it up. I didn't know whether it was doing a hex crawl or a sandbox. And by the way, I'm not bringing up a sandbox for my players. Okay. Um, but if I, because, you know, although I guess if I did a hex crawl, I would sandbox it with important uh, pieces of information that may draw them like uh, Lost to Flame, because you want to give them direction. But I would need to know a session in advance. What are you doing next week? Don't, don't fucking surprise me. Right? But uh, and the last option I'm going to throw out in front of them, again, Barrow Maze. Now, this would be the Mega Dungeon. Now, I'm not saying I'd use uh, Barrow Maze. You know, uh, Lost City of Baracus is one that I've run before. I did run the whole thing, but uh, ran it for good campaign length before the party uh, decided that they were not going to do better than they did. They drove off a dragon, and part of the, part of the party survived, and they got part of the dragon's horde. And they're like, this is a high point to end the campaign on, and I couldn't argue with that. But the great advantage of running a mega dungeon is you kind of know the material as a GM, as a GM, right? There's not too many surprises. They can't lead you off in the random direction. They're going to go back to the same same well and, and I don't want to say rinse and repeat, but go deeper and deeper. And a good mega dungeon and has changed, it has environments that change. And it's not always going through the same thing. And there are great options for mega dungeons. Uh, Barrow Maze is great if you like dealing with undead and if you like something that's broken down almost like mini dungeons or regular dungeons that don't have to be mega dungeons, you can run them kind of separately. Um, Katma Castle, the Mad Arc Mage from Joe Block. If you like the crazy dungeons, the uh, the wacky dungeons, well done. There are a lot of examples of mega dungeons. I happen to be very partial to love from my uh, earlier days of running T1 to 4. I, I think it allows you to run it <coughs> as a mini campaign uh, in the beginning, and then you just focus them down, and then you, 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 they're good until like level 7 or 8. Come on, how many campaigns make it beyond that? So these are the options in general, the broad strokes that I'm looking at. And I'd like to hear from you in the comments section or the voicemail, 347 5168. When you run a campaign, what kind of campaigns do you prefer to run? What kind of campaigns do your players prefer? As a player, what kind of campaigns do you prefer? Um, episodic may be better if we have a group that's going to be drop in, drop out. You know, if, if, if the players change in between sessions and you can wrap up an episodic every session or, or two then you can handle the drop-in, drop-out pretty effectively without... Oh, whoa. All right, hand wave. Uh, all right, John's not here, so John's character is up watching the uh, pack now. Everybody else is uh, in the dungeon. What happened to John? Well, he's not here, so we're not going to be long. I don't know. Again, now, now maybe something to go, well, hey, you totally missed this idea for play. Again... 
comment. Actually, if, if you like these posts, or these, sorry, if you like these casts, okay, comment, like, subscribe, share, all that fun stuff. But really, um, I do this because I enjoy your feedback. Your feedback is really the currency that, that, that pays me, that keeps me going. So, leave a comment, let me know what you prefer as a player, as a GM. Um, it might be different. You know, it might be, well, as a player, I enjoy running, uh, you know, episodic. It, it's less preparation, less stress. But as a player, I prefer uh, a sandbox or a hex crawl style because of the freedom. You know, there's that little, uh, I don't know, there's those, those extremes that, that, that people have to deal with. I like to hear. Folks, we are still in the midst of the world of the pandemic. I ask of you, please use your common sense. Keep yourself, your friends, your family, your loved ones healthy and safe. Use your common sense. Talk to a medical professional if you have questions. Somebody you trust. Ignore the talking heads. Um, other than that, be safe, be well, God bless. Knock on wood. I'll be back again tomorrow with Bad Mike talking crit, 8 p.m. Eastern. Wednesday, July 7th, with special guest Tom Wilson. We'll be talking about his Back to Basics uh, Kickstarter to reprint the first 10 episodes, 10 episodes, the first 10 issues of the zine. And I believe there's a stretch goal to re-kick it, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. All right, folks. On that note, thank you so much. Laters. Hello and welcome to Tavern Chat, the uh, daily uh, time with your OSR bartender. So you're probably going, what happened to the virtual green screen? And my, my chair is saying the same thing because you can see the green behind me. Well, I wanted to show actual physical product, and it's very hard for me to do when I get the virtual green screen going. So today we're putting aside the green screen. Now, what am I going to talk about today? Well. I thought I would talk very briefly, I know your time is valuable, uh, about probably the most inexpensive, but one of the uh, better uh, RPGs in the OSR. Um, it's often overlooked, uh, probably because you don't find it on drive through RPG. You do find it, however, on Amazon. So. Uh, the new third edition of Basic Fantasy RPG came out. This, if you played uh, AD&D with just the core classes or basic, to the combination of, of basic and AD&D using Ascending AC. Um, this book, this soft cover book coming in at 160 plus pages, $5.50. So now, uh, on Saturday, I have a gathering with my old gaming group. We get together on a yearly basis uh, to remember one of our friends we lost on 9-11, member of our gaming group. So it means we've been doing this now for way too many years. Um, and our gaming group broke up back in 97 as a face-to-face -face gaming group. So here we are nearly 25 years later. And we're still getting together as a group of friends. 
and we talk old gaming stories and watch stupid YouTube videos and all that other wonderful shit. So I thought every year I bring something to distribute. Uh, this year I am bringing Basic Fantasy Roleplay. I think I gave, gave out the uh, second print a couple of years ago, but the third print is out. But not only that, for less than $4 a piece, you have Adventure Anthology number one and Adventure Anthology number two. So for a total investment of less than $14 shipped on Amazon, you get the rules for the game, the classes, the spells, the monsters, and all the other wonderful shite. Um, and how many adventures do you get? Uh, let's see. The short adventures. It's kind of like a dungeon magazine length of adventures for the most part. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen adventures for your first three dollars and eighty-five cents. And your next three dollars and eighty-five cents gets you Simon says one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. So we're talking what? Nearly thirty adventures for seven seventy-five round there. So I'm going to leave a link in the description box for this YouTube video. Um, it'll take you right to Chris Gonerman's store uh, or his page. On Amazon, if you use the link, I get back a small amount of the money that you spend. If you have Prime, it all ships free. Um, in my case, I'm in New York City. The turnaround was literally two days. I ordered this uh, Tuesday night, got it Thursday afternoon. Really, if, if you've never played OSR before, um, you can see this was built on a, the... Uh, third edition SRD fairly closely. Again, it's got ascending AC. It doesn't have descending AC or both. Um, but it's very clean. It's very well written. There's a lot of material for it. All less than $5 a pop. A lot of it's free. If you go to uh, I believe it's, uh, dragonsfoot.org, you can get a lot of this stuff there for free. But you can get it in print for less than $5 a pop. You can get a, a complete campaign setting for like four fifty, why, why not? Really, in print, it, it, I, I think it's it's something that you shouldn't pass up. And even if, even if you aren't going to play basic fantasy RPG, what if you're going to play Labyrinth Lord or uh, Swords and Wizardry or Osric? Guess what? The adventures are pretty much cross compatible. At, at most, you'll have to fiddle with the AC, but if you use Swords and Wizardry, just go with sending AC. It tells you has that option. I just think it's a great thing, and it's so overlooked. So I spent – see, I didn't realize that it was actually a new uh, edition of the rules. I was going to bought six editions, six copies of the rules. I only brought five for my five friends. And I bought six each of the adventure anthologies because I didn't have those. So for a total of 17 game books shipped, I paid $80 and change with tax. New York State, New York City uh, sales tax. 
it's a bargain you, you really you can't beat it's a very lively community uh supporting this there's a lot of new stuff coming out for it if you haven't tried it 550 on amazon shipped i mean really how can you go wrong think about it so again uh, I know there's a lot of bullshit going on in the community right now. We've covered it. Uh, Mike and I covered it last night. Um, and I'm trying to highlight some of the good stuff. Some of the stuff that you should be checking out. And in this case, something that's affordable. You know, it's the summertime. Maybe there's a lot more gaming going on in your group. If you want to get your group involved in this, right? And you're like, oh, geez, you know, these guys always want their own fucking rule book. They don't want to look it up on, a, on online, on a tablet. Uh we don't want to pass one rule book around $5.50. If you have a group of six players, including yourself, uh, what, $33 plus tax? $33 plus tax. The, the, the cost of a rule book for most games, right, you'll get a rule book for everybody in your game group. And if it doesn't work out, if they don't like it, if they go, eh, you know, it's not kind of not, not crunchy enough, that, that's fine. Your investment was minimal, and trust me, you'll get enough stuff to use elsewhere. Uh, inspiration. It's just really well presented, well written. Um, it's not flashy. Don't get me wrong. You're not going to find you know flash in it. Uh, but it's really a neat. It's a neat game, and I think it's very underappreciated. And uh, if you do pick it up. All right, based on the spells. If you do pick it up, or any of the products from uh, Chris Gonerman's page with the basic fantasy stuff, leave a note. I'd love to hear about your your response to it. If if Tankar caused you to lose uh, four dollars out of your pocket, and something that you got to be shite, I apologize. I don't offer a money back guarantee, but uh, I do think that this is seriously. If you want, if if you're not an OSR player, if you're somebody who's recently come to this channel and you want to dip your fingers into the OSR and you don't like PDFs, within the OSR, a lot of the stuff is available free in PDF, right? So the Misery, Osric, uh, Labyrinth Lord, No Art Version, you can all pick, you can pick all that stuff up in PDF, but PDF is hard to run games from. Uh, I like reading my PDFs in bed, on my tablet, but I don't like reading PDFs sitting in my chair. So, again, 550 a rule book. You really, really can't go wrong. So we're still in the midst of the world of, pan of the pandemic. It's a tongue twister, right? Only for me. We're still in the midst of the world of the pandemic. All right. Use your common sense. All right? I might be vaccinated. Maybe that's not the right choice for you. You know your health situation better than anybody. Talk to your medical doctor, your, your medical professionals, ones that you trust. You know, don't listen to talking heads on on YouTube, on, on TV, on the news, we're talking heads, all right? Talk to professionals. Take precautions to keep yourself, your loved ones, your family, your friends healthy and safe. Be safe, be well, God bless. Knock on wood. Um, I'll be back again tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern, with Jason Elliott of the second iteration of TSR. Publisher of Gygax Magazine, of Top Secret New World Order. He's going to be announcing a new project. Uh, it should be interesting. We will do our best to answer questions from the live audience. Uh, 
myself and uh, Glenn Houston will be hosting. But uh, there might be questions that Jason can't answer. If it's about Gygax magazine, his answers will probably be very limited. Because I know for a fact that uh, he was put under an NDA. And I got that from the people that weren't put under an NDA because they didn't stick around. So if certain questions can't be answered, forgive us ahead of time. I'm just telling you that might happen. All right, folks. On that note, I'm out of here. Later.